0: Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Well, let's see. We might as well get started. Once again, I did something I have not been doing, and I did it, and I'm glad I did, because every time I do it, I learn, I get some questions uh, to ask you guys, and that is I listened to Playtime last week. Playtime is, if if you um, if you haven't ever gone into playtime on Friday night it's really fun and it's really good for Latin questions uh, she always asks at least one that relates to to Latin one way or another so uh, and I could have really if I had played last week there were several questions I would have answered uh, right uh, a lot I would have answered wrong but there were several I would have answered right but last week she asked see if you know the answer to these questions if you were not in playtime now if you were you already know the answer so but the first question that had to do with latin is what what greek god ruled the lower world? What Hades. Greek, yes, Hades is correct. Um, or Pluto. Well, now I almost said Pluto, but she wouldn't have probably wouldn't have given you credit for it. Why? Why wouldn't you give the Roman version. I mean, te- technically, if I were judging it, I probably would say yes. you're you're right, but if you really want to be a stickler, and and, and Cindy would have probably, because that's what the answer that she had would have said, Uh, Hades is the Greek, and Pluto is the Roman, now what threw some people off that were discussing it on the team was, she said, um, somebody said, well, Hades is the place, and you're correct, Um, Hades is both the place and the god, Um, And that's where you get in the Bible and all it says, go to Hades, meaning to to hell or to the lower world, to the place of punishment. So in in Christian theology, Hades is a place of punishment. It's like hell. But in the Greek religion, it's where the dead go or it's the God of the dead. It's either one. So um, that's what I think tricked a few people. So, So there we are. All right. And the other question was, which enemy of the Roman Empire was nicknamed the scourge of God by the Catholic Church? Now, there's some hints there, if you know anything about Roman history. The first hint is the Catholic Church. That tells you that it's got to be after Constantine, because until Constantine's time, nobody cared about the Catholic Church as far as the Romans were concerned. It was illegal or whatever. It wasn't even a legal church. But after Constantine and the Edict of Milan, Catholicism, Christianity became legal, and therefore it became a... acceptable part of the roman empire so you're talking late roman history and if you know late roman history you know there are two main enemies they had which almost came upon each other like one came and then the other came one is the huns and then when the huns got done invading the goths and the visigoths came they're the ones that really finished off Rome. and so the answer is attila the hun he's like the head hun the head hun guy um that's who they called the scourge of god so that was uh I was going to guess either the Huns or the Visigoths. I don't know if I would have guessed Attila. I might have. I knew he was in my mind. I might have got that wrong. That's what scares me about playing. What if they ask a question about Rome and I don't know it? That makes me look <laughs> foolish, you know, but, um, but that could happen. Anyway, another one is this uh, question, and this is another one. that's a little bit tricky. Where did the Franks settle After defeating the Romans, France. That's Mm -hmm. what I would have said. (laughs) And that answer is correct in a way, but it isn't correct in another way. The reason it's not correct is why do you think they call France France? Because Um, the Franks settled there. Yeah. So when the Franks settled there, it wasn't France, it was Gaul. Oh. So that so we would have gotten that one wrong if I had said that and you see if you and I had said that we would have gotten it wrong.
0: So the answer is Gaul.
1: The answer is Gaul. Oh. Yeah. And, and you can see why because it became called it became France because of the fact that the Franks settled in there. And that's why they called it that. That's why it changed its name. And then this this next question is not a Latin related question, but it's a literature question and I thought it was a good question to put in anyway. And I was surprised that nobody knew it. Um, I don't think anybody knew this question. Um, And the reason I was surprised, when I was in twelfth grade, we read this play, and I just remember—I think everybody in twelfth grade read this play when I was in school, anyway. And but the answer is, what king was murdered by Macbeth? What king? Uh, Caesar. Duncan. Duncan. Duncan Duncan? is the answer. Duncan is the answer. Duncan. Yep. Now, I've never heard of Duncan and you've never heard of Duncan. He's a Scottish king. But if you read Macbeth, it's Duncan. (gasps) That's who it is.
0: Wait, Uh, I almost said
1: hmm? Julius Caesar. Well, yeah, Julius Caesar is another Shakespeare play. Yeah, And usually when I was in school, they read Julius Caesar or Merchant of Venice. Take your choice. Take your teacher's choice in um, the 10th grade. 10th grade, they usually read either Merchant of Venice or Julius Caesar. That's we read right. Merchant of Venice Right. Uh, when I was in school. We did not read Julius Caesar. Um, And then in 12th grade, it was Macbeth or Hamlet or maybe both. And we read Macbeth. I did not read Hamlet, although I know a little bit about Hamlet. But for now one of my goals is now that we got these e-readers. Uh, to read all the Shakespeare plays again because they're good. really nicely done on the e-reader. Have mm-hmm. you looked at any of the Shakespeare plays on the e-reader? They're really well done. They have footnotes. They have very good notes to them. Um, they're as good as the old, those old hardback books we had in school, the Riverside edition or whatever it was called. They're just as good as that. Mm. If you've ever uh, looked, if you ever want to look at them, uh, they're there in the, uh, in the e-reader. in Braille. I've
0: listened to them on YouTube some.
1: Uh, yes, I used to listen to them in the light when the talking book. In fact, on I looked, YouTube, YouTube—that's what I should do—is go to YouTube because I wanted to listen to Merchant of Venice. I mean, even though I have the braille of it, I wanted to hear it acted out. You know, after right. I read some of it, but I couldn't find it, and I couldn't oh. find it on talking book. So maybe I'll look up YouTube. That's a okay. good idea. Well, yeah, anyway, I, I, I liked,
0: um King hello,
1: Lear. King Lear. I, see, I don't know some of those plays. The ones we read were Merchant of Venice, Midsummer Night's Dream, <coughs> um, Macbeth, Romeo and Juliet, and The Tempest, and Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. And that's yeah. about it. Uh, and that's about it. So I am sort of want to read them all, but I'm, I'm, I've got slowed down because I get so many things I want to read. And uh, so anyway, uh, I want to make an announcement, and that is there will not be Lively Latin next week. Oh, uh, and the oh. reason the reason <laughs> is uh, because <laughs> net and I are going to look at a retirement community that day, and we'll oh. we probably will be home in time. But just in case we don't, mm-hmm. I thought just cancel it. It's after Thanksgiving anyway, and everybody will probably be still in the holiday mood, so
2: mm-hmm.
1: we won't have it. And I was thinking that. We may also cancel it the week of Christmas, like the. What is that? Wait a minute, where's my calendar here? Uh, I think it's the 20th. Is my calendar? Yeah. I tell you, I got a braille calendar here and it's just been wonderful. I know you can use the technology calendars, but um, okay. So today is the 22nd. I think we're going to cancel on the 29th of November. That's next week. And in December, the Tuesdays are on the 6th, the 13th, the 20th, and the 27th. I sort of think I'll cancel the 20th and the 27th. Because oh. everybody will be probably busy with holidays. And I'm not
2: going to be around on the 27th anyhow.
1: Well, good. Oh. So we're going to cancel it. So, so we'll come back in uh the first tuesday in january whatever that is and i'll i'll write you guys notes i'll be sending those of you to get the notes that would be the second i think because right. i'll be sending that stuff out so you can or no the third i think uh, i think uh what's wait a minute yes yeah it's the third third, yes it's the third because um new year's Eve, new year's day is the first is is the first is sunday is on the sunday yeah because our church is having one service and i'm teaching sunday school on zoom that week so Okay, well, let's uh, take one last look at our Latin grace and then we'll let it rest again for a year. <laughs> and uh, unless anybody wants to review it, but here it is. Uh, and you can mute and say it with me if you want or whatever. We'll say it through all the way and then we'll repeat it. Would you okay. review what each line means. I certainly will. Oculi omnium in te spectant means all eyes look toward you. All mm-hmm. eyes look toward you. Okay. Or actually, actually, it's the eyes of everyone. Omnium is genitive. The eyes of everyone are looking toward you or look toward you. Et tu das eis eskam in tempore opportune. And you give them their food at an opportune time. Okay. Hmm. Then panem quotidianum da nobis hodie. It's funny. He changes persons here because he said you give them. Now he changes persons and says, Give yeah. us our daily bread uh, today. Give us our daily bread today. Per Dominum Nostrum, Yesum Christum. Amen. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Actually, it says, Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And there we go. Okay. So let's I was say a little this,
2: confused because of the change of person. I don't know why. But. Well,
1: that does. And I don't know why they did that. And I don't know who wrote this grace. Like I said, my Latin professor used to say it all the time. And I don't know, I have no idea who wrote it or where it came from. I just know he said it all the time. And I but you know it's it's a funny. But 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 also though, if you look at the Bible, a lot of these prophets and all, they change persons in the middle of their prophecies, and in the middle, they, they sometimes will change from second person to third person or whatever. So, it is kind of um, it is kind of an interesting little uh, technique because he starts out saying the eyes of everyone look toward you, right? give them making it sound like he's not a part of it, but making it maybe he's a somebody looking down saying, or a a Mm -hmm. preacher looking at a flock. And -hmm. then the next line, all of a sudden give us, he's Mm -hmm. like a part of it. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of an interesting little uh, changing. The person can do that can kind of change the whole point of view, right in the middle of the, of the, of the, of the prayer Mm -hmm. goes from universal to personal. It's a technique. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, and if you think of the Lord's prayer, that's the same person all the way through, you know, and that's what we're used to. I mean, it starts out our father. It's like we're all talking together to God and it goes all the way through. And that doesn't change. It always says, give us, you know, all the way through. There's, the way, a me,
0: there's a me in there, though. As Let's see. forgive those who trespass
1: against me. There's a me there. It says us, against us. Oh, it is us. It. It is, it is us, life. yeah. Oh. But but now, the, uh, one, wrong. one thing about the Lord prayer, Lord's prayer though, that is interesting. If you ever listen to a person who is Catholic say it, and if you're not a Catholic, you'll be a little thrown off, because they stop after, "Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil." They, they don't stop. say for
2: thine is the kingdom and the power and the right. glory. Right,
1: because in the real Greek, it doesn't do that. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In the in the Greek text, it's not there. In the Vulgate Latin text, it's not there. That was added at a later time.
2: Hmm.
1: And uh, I don't know when, I don't know by whom, but that was added at a later time. Hmm. And I don't even know if that was added in Greek or Latin. I bet that was added in English. I wonder if hmm. the French... Um, I wonder if the French have, I wonder if they put yeah, I'll that have to,
2: I'll have to remember, see. Uh,
1: I don't know the Lord's Prayer in, see, in, in
2: French. In French, I see, I used to. Uh, I know
1: it in Latin. I do not know it in French.
2: Uh, I hmm. I'll do. i get back to you on that. because Yeah, I just, get
1: back. I'll be interested to know, you know, what, Spanish. what they.
2: Um, you know, let me see, in Spanish. Um. <laughs> I'll get back to you.
1: Okay, yeah. Think about it.
2: Um, the second line is at at um, das es escom in temporary
1: opportune, which is kind of funny. And you give them their food escom on time, opportune.ly is what it really says. On time, opportune.ly So I translated that in an opportune time. So. Uh, Carla, there's an interesting thing about in French. The only the closest I ever came to seeing the Lord's Prayer there's a there's a work by a guy named Alfred Jarry in French, in the 20th century. He wrote a, a he wrote a a, a play called Ubu Roi, and in that prayer, this guy Ubu is a horrible guy. He's really cruel and mean and mm-hmm. and at one point, this bear is attacking these people, and all Ubu does is say the Lord's Prayer in Latin. Mm-hmm. And when he gets done, everybody's saying, You're miserable because you didn't try to help us fight that bear. And he says, Yeah, but I was praying for your souls to go, I was praying <laughs> for God to help you. You know, uh, anyway, that's the closest I've seen it in French, I, I think. All right. Um, now, so let's say it one more time. Uh, and I'll just say it with you. I'll say it, I'll let you repeat it, and then we'll go all the way through it. Oh, remember, better mute because otherwise we'll have chaos. Oakley, oh, omnium spectant. Et tu das eis escam in tempore opportune. Pan, oh, uh, wait a lost my place. Panem cotidianum danobis hodie. Per dominum nostrum iesum Christum. Amen. All right, here we go. All the way through. Ocali omnium mente spectant et tu das eis escam in tempore opportune, panem quotidianum danubis hodie, per dominum nostrum Jesum Christum. Amen. There we
0: go. Gary, mm-hmm. this iubilate,
1: yes.
2: um, what does that mean in translation?
1: That means praise to God, praise uh-huh. to God, or thanks to God, alleluia. Okay. And that's all it means. And it's a very short little song. My wife looked at it and said, that's a short, that's really a short song. And I said, yeah, but the fun part is if you sing it in class where you can sing it, you can sing it in rounds. Oh, and it it really is pretty. It's very pretty. If you sing it in rounds. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Now more of these words from classical mythology and history, we're going to do a few more of them. remember last week we did. uh, We did four of them. Remember last week we did uh, Adonis Adonis. And what is Adonis? What is Adonis?
2: uh a beautiful young male a very handsome young man
1: right someone that's a real handsome young man we would say today he's a hunk but back (laughs) before that they'd say he's an adonis okay what else did we have last week aegis i'm sorry aegis aegis something that's under an aegis is under protection because Zeus had a, a shield called the aegis so if you say that's under the aegis of the United Nations it means it's under the protection of the United Nations okay what else did we Amazon have? Amazon what's an Amazon
2: Amazon is a tall strong masculine woman from mm-hmm. the Amazon <laughs>
1: right. well that's A interesting. Miracle. Remember, we said that they call the Amazon in South America, the river there at that because they saw huge female warriors on its banks when they discovered it. And do you remember what we said the word Amazon really means? Uh, no breasts. That's right. Breastless. They think the Amazons may have amputated their breasts to make them just fight
0: one better. breast. Just Sheesh. the last one. Yeah.
1: Just the, because then they could shoot arrows better. Right. That's true. Oh, that's true. And, and they, what was those? their home
0: mm-hmm. was in Northern Greece, I think. <laughs>
1: or turkey or somewhere what was the
0: home of the amazon oh was yes
1: in... yes i think it was in northern greece and i don't remember you remember what their queen's name was hippolyta no. yep hippolyta or hippolyte depending on what you're reading and that's in shakespeare that's in a midsummer night's dream that comes in
2: i have french literature the hippolyte you ever hippolyte
1: read from uh, <laughs> oh boy Racine. i
2: remember struggling with that in college
1: oh yeah that's that's tough yeah now um what's the last one we had ambrosial ambrosial something that's we're going to have an ambrosial turkey dinner this week Mm -hmm. i hope, hope everybody will all right now we have a new one atlas an atlas is a book of maps is what it is if you hear this book has an atlas in it it means there's a book of maps in there that has various kinds of maps and they call it that from the Character in mythology named Atlas, who was a giant who supported the world on his shoulders. It was a punishment from the gods that he had to hold the world on his shoulders. And uh, that was his job. Um, And back when they first started doing maps, they would put a picture of Atlas on a book of maps. And that's why the name got to be called an Atlas. Um, by the way there is also a bone in your neck which mm. is in your like back of your neck and that's called the atlas bone and it supports your head
0: it's the big one the seventh vertebrae
1: yep and so that's actually oh, no uh,
0: no i'm wrong i'm wrong i'm wrong
1: it's it's the one next to your skull okay And that's called the Atlas bone because it supports your head, just like Atlas in mythology supposedly supported the world. Now, let's see how much mythology you guys know. Do you know who took the world from Atlas for a little while? Hercules. Yep. You remember why? No. He wanted Atlas (laughs) to go get the golden apples of the Hesperides. The Hesperides were his daughter. Uh And so he asked Atlas to go get them. And Atlas was tickled to death because he got out from under the world. He went and got them and he wasn't too anxious to take the um, the sky back. But Hercules for once, Hercules wasn't very bright usually, but for once he tricked him. He said, what? I'll keep the world because Atlas says, you just keep the world and I'll just go on. Hercules said, I will, but would you mind taking it back just for a second so I can get a cushion to put between me and it? Atlas took it back and Hercules picked up the apples and ran off. <laughs> and that was it. So Atlas kept the world forever then. Uh, auroral, auroral, something that's auroral pertains to or resembles the dawn uh, from the goddess Aurora, who is the goddess of the dawn. And by the way, this word you will see if you know any people who are Filipino, that seems to be a a filipino name for for that a woman might have aurora i don't think we see it too much here but we had a vice principal one of our high schools up here who's who's, whose first name was aurora uh so you might see it the other thing you might know about aurora is that she had an unfortunate love affair she fell in love with a guy named um oh my i'm having a senior moment uh Mm, I can't tell you. Anyway, she fell in love with this guy. I'll think of it in a minute. And she asked uh Jupiter to Thonus. That was his name, uh, to Thonus. She asked Jupiter to give him everlasting youth, but she forgot to, or rather, everlasting life, but she forgot to ask Jupiter to give him everlasting youth. And yeah. so here she is, a beautiful young goddess, and she's married to this guy who's getting older and older and older mm. and older and finally she turns him into a grasshopper mm-hmm. and uh, uh, because he's just so old and you know mm-hmm. wondering right.
2: if there's any you know the name aurora ministries if they took that reference to light and early light mm-hmm. to make their name you know i'm
1: sure they did i'm sure that's true yes i'm sure of it yeah um and so you you might see that word occasionally back bacchanalian or bacchic you can see either one this is from uh the god of the god bacchus who is the god of wine uh wild parties and that kind of thing and so it just means wild uh wild with drunkenness um and they give you uh the the example you know at 2 a.m uh the neighbors called the police to quell the bacchanalian revelry in the upstairs apartment i mean they're having a wild party so anything is bacchic or bacchanalian is is wild um by the way do you remember his greek name i had to think a minute
0: dionysus
1: yep no oh that's right dionysus and that's the god that brought about the development of drama because it was, at, it was for his festivals that the Greeks developed dramas. So we were talking about Shakespeare. Shakespeare probably wouldn't have happened if it hadn't been for Bacchus. <laughs> um, chimerical or chimeric, either one. This means fantastic, unreal, impossible, absurd. And that's because there was a monster that a guy, in fact, does anyone remember who the hero was that killed the chimera? No. He had I mean, a little bit of help. Uh, he had a little bit of supernatural help, actually. Thesis? He I don't no, know. No, you're close yeah. though. No, Bellerophon. Bellerophon. Ooh. Uh, he, he was going to kill the fire-breathing monster. It's a fire-breathing monster with a lion's head, a goat's body, and a serpent's tail. And it's used whenever you talk about something real, really way out. Like if you say, driverless cars seem almost chimeric to us mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, you'd think they'd be almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing about Bellerophon that's kind of interesting. Uh, he um, was... He had, uh, he had seduced this guy's wife and the, the king didn't like him. It was the king's wife. So he sent him, he couldn't kill him. He wanted to kill him, but he couldn't because he had given him hospitality. So he sent him to a relative of his and this is before writing was developed. So he sent him with signs and portents. In other words, the guy had, had pictures with him sealed up that the bear be killed. In other words, when you see this man, kill him but that guy couldn't kill him either because he'd given him hospitality. (laughs) So he said, I'll think of an impossible task for you to do. And that'll be to kill uh, the chimera. Well, meanwhile, he found out that if he could get Pegasus, who was a winged horse, he could kill the chimera. So he went and through various ways. The gods showed him how to get Pegasus and how to, you know, take him. And he used Pegasus to kill, to do several labors. One was killing the the chimera mm-hmm. but then he got big headed and he decided I'm gonna fly up to heaven with Pegasus. And so he tried to fly up to heaven, and Jupiter sent a horse fly to sting <laughs> Pegasus. And when the horse fly stung him, he threw Bellerophon off mm-hmm. and Bellerophon died, and then Pegasus went on went on up to heaven, and that's where he was after that up in heaven.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So interesting little side issue to the Chimera, anyway. You probably already knew all that anyway, but <laughs> Just in case you didn't, just in case you didn't. All right, declensions today. Let's see how we can do on our declensions. Kura, Kura, who can decline that in all five cases for me? Um. Don't all speak at once.
0: Uh, A, E, A, M, A, E, and A.
1: Right, so Kura with an a kurai kurai kuram kurai long a all right so uh, i i i i ah remember that song i uh, i i um ah uh, i aren't well, man anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm on give you the plural yet all right the plural is um kurae
0: k u r a e yep kuram
1: turarum no kuris you're making a horrible Oh yes kuris S- S- and then Yes. and then. Coriz. So I is as is. So if you sing that song, uh, I I am um, ah uh, I arum is am ah etc. Okay, can get it. All right, studium. Um, studium, studi e, studio, studium,
0: studio.
1: And then the plural? Studi, the long, long I? No, you no. would think so, but it's neuter. So studia, remember neuter uh, plural uh. is always A. Studia. Okay. Studiarum. Yep. Mm-hmm. Studi is. Yep. Studi yep. yep. again, neuter plural with A. And oh, then neuter studi. plural. So uh, I, so. Boom! Um, um, oh Ah, Boom! Um, um, oh, ah, or me ease. Yeah, yeah. studies. Laos, loudest. That's um, a harder one. Well, maybe, maybe not. But the clenching is Laos, loudest. Um,
0: uh, that is. Um...
1: <coughs> so you're at number four now. Yep. What happened to number three? We just did. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry, she's right. We didn't do maritus. We didn't do Mar- maritus mariti, meaning husband. Yeah, how do you do that? Who can do that?
0: Um let's see I have it down here Yeah. Um,
1: Use e o um o e orme so sees so meritus, merit mariti marito maritum marito, 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 marito. That's it. It's mariti maritorum, maritis maritos, maritis. So o e us I o um o e orme so sees, yeah. So That's mariti mariturum and then maritis maritose and then maritose maritis. Maritos, maritis. That's it. Lauds loudest meaning praise and the thing you should remember if you can is it's feminine you can tell that from magna cum laude and all that stuff all right so lauds is lauds. what loudest loud yep laudem yep laudy yep. Laude with an e Lauds e. loudest E laudem loud yeah that's cum laude that's where you can Yep, that's where laude. you get cum laude from exactly so again laude. you can sing Blank is, blank is, E-M-A, ace, um, or um ibis, ace, ibis. That's a third declension. You don't know it. Gonna fail, gonna fail. <laughs> anyway, that's the third declension. So uh, you could also sing it. Um, you could also sing it, blank is, E-M-A, ace, um, ibis, ace, ibis. You could also do that if you wanted to. I like the other one. <laughs>
2: sort of makes fun of the students <laughs> yeah.
1: well I, I used to do it my kids would be like some of you guys are doing they wouldn't be working real hard on it and i would want to try to shock them before we had the test so i'd say that's a third declension you're supposed to be that's a third mm-hmm. declension now you know it sing with me sing with me but i would sometimes say that's a third declension you don't know it gonna fail gonna <laughs> fail. i had a real experience today i gotta share i went to my doctor's office and this girl said Mr. Gates, I knew you when you taught high school. I said, you did? She said, yeah, I had you for four years. So right away, I knew that I would know her pretty well. I said, your name? And she told me, Laurel Phillips. And I said, oh, my goodness. You know, I remember you. I remembered her mom and I, because her mom helped chaperone some things. I remembered her sister. And and uh, she said, you were one of my favorite teachers. And I I didn't know she liked me that well. I, I mean, I we all, you know, she was always a good kid. But uh, it was kind of fun. You never know who you're going to see when you go in your doctor's office. When it's scary is when you see a kid you failed, you know. And then you, I went to give blood once. I saw this kid that I had failed, and I thought, oh, I don't know about that. And he's going to be taking my blood. And you, anyway, um, tumultus fourth declension. How do we do this one?
0: Fourth declension. Us, yes. I, yes. um, no. and I.
1: No. Us oos ui oom, um, oo. So tumultus tumultus long you tumultui tumultum tumultu. So oos oos ui oom, oo. I'm trying to think. There's a song for that too. That the one they sing for that is uh, joyful, joyful, we adore thee. But I can't remember how to do it. oo, oo we, oom. Um. I can't remember how to do it. I have to look that one up. Um. Anyway, the plural is tumultus, tumultum, tumultibus, tumultus, tumultibus. It has two
2: u's. The tumultuum, right? Yes,
1: it does. Yes, yeah, it does. I
2: thought it, did. it didn't look right when I did it, but
1: yeah, you did it right. And then fides, fidei, fides, fidei, fidei, fidem, fidei, fides. Federum, Fedibus, fides Fidebus. oh, fiderum. I don't know what E R U M. I bet you that a lot of Latin students who are Latin majors in college don't know the fourth and fifth declension as well as they should, because you don't spend much time on it, and you learn it toward the end of your first year, probably, and uh, or in the early second year. And I don't think um, people there's not as many nouns in it, and people just don't learn it as well. By the way, what does tumultus mean? loud noise yep tumult loud noise and what does uh, fides mean faith faith or protection actually either one all right let's look at our sentences real fast uxor cumarito in casa s that's an easy one uh
0: the wife is in the house, the house with her husband
1: yep and what kind of ablative is kumarito uh, ablative of Accompaniment. Ablative of Accompaniment, yes. And what kind of ablative is in Casa?
0: Location?
1: I yep. don't know. place where. Ablative of place where, yes. Very good, very good. Number two, Magno Studio I Lanam Trahunt. Uh,
0: with great effort, the girls drag the...
1: Something. Wool, wool, lana. With great effort, uh, with great zeal, we could say with great eagerness, the girls spin. spin. Lanam trahunt means to spin. Oh. The girls spin. And by the oh, way, okay. that's where you get lanolin, oh. which is like wool. It comes off wool. Uh,
2: in Spanish, lana
1: means wool. Lana. That's what Lange it is. Same in it. French. Yeah, that's right. Number three, agricoli kibum ad. Or- Oh, what kind of ablative is magno studio? Some of these phrases, um, I'm hoping you'll get so used to them that you won't even have to think about them after a while.
2: Magno studio.
1: Manner. Like, yep, ablative yeah, of manner. Yeah, You're manor, right. Yes. That's All right. All right. Agricolae kibum ad urbem caris portant. Um, the
2: farmers carry um, food to the city, city with carts.
1: Yep. What kind of ablative is with carts? Manner. Uh,
2: nope.
1: No. No, because it's how it's done, isn't it? Mm, well, kind of, but you couldn't you couldn't substitute an adverb in there and say cart. Oh, yeah. No, it's means instrument means. means. You use the okay. cart as a means or an instrument. Yeah, that's where I get confused. I think. Well, it's easy to do. That's why we're doing this because it's <laughs> very easy to get them confused. Very easy. All right. Number basically manner will be an abstract noun like care, like concern, like zeal, like eagerness, whereas means will be a, a concrete noun and there will be no preposition. So, all right, number four, serwi cum killeritate ab opido ad orbim cum uxoribus iter facion. The servants made a
0: trip with speed from the town to the city with their wives?
1: Right, exactly. And you got all kind of ablatives in here. What kind of ablative is cum caleritate? Where? speed. How? Let's see, yes, yeah, manner. Manner, okay. Manor. What about uh, abopido? Place. From which? Place from which? Oh. What about cum uxoribus, with their wives?
2: Uh, accompaniment.
1: That's accompaniment, good. Okay, five. Magister erratus. Puerum baculo werbarat. We'd all like to do that occasionally, Carla, wouldn't we? Yes, today i wanted to do that yeah. badly. I know, I know, especially around this time of the year.
2: Oh, day before holidays are murder. Yep,
1: yep, all oh, they are. They are indeed. Magister erratus. Puerum baculo werbarat. What does that mean? The angry teacher um, beat
0: with a stick. Yeah. The boy,
1: the boy beats the boy, the boy, boy with, a stick. with a stick. yeah. All right, baculo, what kind of ablative.
2: Um, that's manner.
1: No, or no way.
0: Means uh, means. Yes, because okay. it's an
1: instrument that you're using. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Kickero inamicos non gladio said wherebe semper superat.
0: I couldn't figure this one out. Okay. Joy.
1: Cicero, super What does super rock mean? Oh, I just conquers. Out. It's a new word. Conquers. Oh, Cicero conquers or overcomes his enemies, not with a sword, but with words. In other words, and, and there, and so, uh, because he was a good speaker, so he never stabbed him, but he stabbed him with his words. You might say, semper right. always. Yep, semper, semper always. Yes. I'm surprised none of you have ever quoted me that famous stupid Latin thing that a lot of Latin students love to say, which is awful because it's bad English. And that is the quote, semper ubi sub ubi. Have you ever heard that quote? It, well, it's supposed to mean, but it's very bad English. It's supposed to mean always wear underwear. But, <laughs> but ubi means W-H-E-R-E, not W-E-A-R. And sub ubi would mean under where W-H-E-R-E. So it's really bad English, but Latin students love to say it. They they, I mean, almost anybody that ever took Latin loves to say, oh, there's some Latin simperubi sub ubi. It's like, oh yeah, really. <laughs> anyway. All right, seven. Cum Gaudio. Mm-hmm. I just
2: want to let you know it is 20 minutes until the top of the hour.
1: Thank you very much. Thank You're you. Welcome. Cum Gaudio Miles. A costris ad et liberos itterfacet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Last one of these. With joy, the soldier
0: from his house to his wife and children, he makes a trip.
1: Yep, not from his house though, but from camp. From camp, oh, from his okay. from the camp to his wife and children. Makes a journey. And what kind of ablative is uh with joy? Uh,
0: Happy one, happy, happy matter.
1: Yeah, right. Okay, well now we have these little phrases here, these drive you crazy. How do you translate with friends? Kumamika amike. Oh amike almost kumamikis. Uh, Ablatif floor So, what kind of ablative is that?
0: Accompaniment.
1: Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. She worked with zeal. Man. Uh, studio. Either uh, now you can do it either way. Yes, Kum studio or just studio. Probably just studio is is better without the without with only a noun, and that would be what kind of ablative? Manner. Manner. All right. She worked with her hands. Mono. Oh, hands. Um, Do you need coom or not? Yes. No. You don't? No, because hand is an instrument. It's a thing. And therefore, you don't need it because this is an ablative of instrument by means of her hands. Monibus. So you don't need the coom. All right. He protected his family. By uh, by faith, with faith, or faithfully is what what I guess I put. Faithfully. Yes.
0: P. Days.
1: You're right, but what's the ablative up?
0: Um, looking.
1: Um. Just fide, just fide, fide. How, so how do
0: you spell that? F-I-D-E. F-I-D-E. E- yeah.
1: F-I-D-E. and oh. you actually probably should say cum fide because it is ablative of manner. Uh, if the rule is that if it's modified by an adjective, cum is optional. If it's not, then you probably have it. Uh, so, mm. um, okay, he uh, number. What are we on five? He graduated with praise. Everybody knows this one.
2: Yeah,
1: cum laude. laude. Yeah, he made the he made the flowers grow with water.
0: By means of water. Yep. Uh, aqua. Yep,
1: aqua. Just long a. Aqua. Longhead. Good. She baked the bread with love. <laughs>
0: Um, you could say lovingly too, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, you could. Lovingly. Yes, you could. Cum amore,
0: cum mm-hmm. amore.
1: Okay, that's ablative of manner. They sang with joy.
0: You've skipped one. The winter
1: came with speed. Oh, yes, I did. I'm sorry. The winter came with speed. Subito. <laughs> you could do that. Yes, and in fact. Since you brought up subito, that means suddenly. It's Uh an adverb in Latin. Since you brought that up, remember, there's also a musical term, subito. And a lot of the musical terms come from Italian. And in music, it means change something suddenly. Like if you're Uh playing along and suddenly the time changes, they'll put subito in the music. And uh, that's what that means. So that's one that comes right into music. Uh, and, And so you could say subito, but you also could say uh, cum killeritate with swiftness mm. all right they sang with joy um,
0: hmm.
2: cum gladio
1: um well almost. you're you're on the right track you mean gaudio but you said gladio which Gl- gladio <laughs> means yeah. sword with a sword <laughs> okay. uh, so you mean, you mean you mean gaudio i know that's ja, what you gaudio all right Very good. Now, the new material here, you have two weeks to work on. It's pretty hard. We've had it before. The adjectives. Adjectives can have all 30 forms that we've been learning. They can have all the masculine forms, all the feminine forms, and all the neuter forms, because they have to go with either noun. They have to go with masculine nouns. They have to go with feminine nouns, and they have to go with neuter nouns. So you have to have the ability to do it with all of the things. So it's 30 forms but it's the ones we've been learning all this time. So you won't find it very difficult, I don't think. Uh, um, and I hope my columns came out all right. I don't know sometimes in these braille machines, um, but I give you several kinds. Some of them just end in U.S. Uh, us uh, um, and some of them end in air. And if they end in E-R, you have to look at the feminine form to see if that E stays in. Or does it drop out? Like with liber, it stays in. Liber, libera, liberum. And you can use English to help you. You say we liberate someone. You don't say we liberate them. But in the case of uh, sacer, it's sacer, sacra, sacrum. It's not sacera. And you can tell that because the English word isn't sacred; It's sacred. Mm-hmm. So the English word will sometimes help you with that. Um mm-hmm. uh, and let's see.
0: Are we going to sing Jingle Bell?
1: We're going to sing Jingle Bell. So anyway, this week look over your adjectives. We've done this before, and you really know it. You have some sentences, and you have some declensions, and you can look. You're going to have two weeks to look over that, so you can look over it, and uh, and we'll see what happens. Uh, now, yeah, we're going to sing Jingle Bells. Let me get to it, and we're going to sing Ubalate too. Uh, now, you let's sing bilate first, because uh, uh, it's kind of i I'm sorry?
0: It's a Thanksgiving song, you say It's said. a Thanksgiving song, yeah.
1: And I'm going to sing it. You can sing with me, but better mute so you won't kill everybody. It goes, you Deo, Yubilate Deo. Hallelujah, Someone is not muted. I think Nanette was trying, was hoping that she could sing it in a round with me, but it just doesn't work. No, I was
2: actually—I didn't. Not, not only was I not unmuted, I didn't
1: really know the tune, so I'm oh. like. <laughs> Okay. Well, you were doing pretty well. I thought, but, uh, uh-huh. anyway, but if, if you ever sing this with people, it's kind of fun and it sounds really pretty. So like you would go, you be day. then the next person would go, you be day. And you can put, I used to put six rows in, you know, at six rows of kids, we'd all sing it. And, uh, it's kind of, kind of pretty then sing it three times and quit. And, uh, you know, back off, stop <laughs> as it goes along. All right, very good. Now we're going to do Jingle Bells. Now you remember this from last year, probably. Um, the verse goes, <laughs> Niwes glockies nox pueritia, resum decet nos decant carmina, lito wat nos ire para gross it's funny that, to read these Christmas carols because when they translated them, they had to take some liberties. You can't just always translate this word for word. You have to get the idea the best you can. And so this is an example of that. It says, ice, snow, night, uh, childishness, uh, you know, like uh, youth. Let's say youth. Uh Laughing is fitting, and songs are fitting. Um, It's pleasing for us to happily go through the fields. The sleigh goes quickly, and we sing. So you can see they took took a little... uh, Took a little liberty with that. But anyway it goes. Ni weist clocky pueritia. Resus decant nocdecant decant carmina. you wat no siere pera gros. Traha fert well it conkin name nos. Now here's the chorus. Tini yaat tintinabulum labimoring glokie post mulum And you say that again by the way a couple of things i want to say about this Tiniyat means let it ring Tiniyat, Tiniyat means let it ring let it ring let the bell ring tin tinabulum now this word tin and the word tinnyot both relates to an english word that you might have heard and that's the word tin uh, tin a minute, tine, what's it called um
0: tinabulum
1: Yep, tinnitus is a disease you can get when your ears have ringing in them. And it comes right from this, this word. Uh, did you sing this, Musi, when you had Latin in school at all, or did you sing a different version?
0: No, this is it, tin, tin, tin. Okay.
1: There's another version of it we're going to sing later, and I just wondered which one you learned. This is the one we mostly used. But anyway, it really says, let it ring, let it ring, let the bell ring. We glide over the ice beside behind a short mule. So they really lost something in that uh translation. So it goes tiniat tini tintinabulum, tintinabalum la bimoring glaci a pusmulum tintinabulum, tini yaat tini yaat cortum. There we go. Now, second verse. Now, this second verse, I'll tell you the verse that it is. It's the verse that is uh that says um uh, uh, trouble with being senior is you forget what you're doing. Um, I um, It's the one about falling down in the snow. I can't think of the first word of it in English. Oh, 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 I know. A day or two ago, the story I must tell. I went out on the snow and on my back I fell. A gent was riding by in a one-horse open sleigh. He laughed as I was slowly rising and quickly drove away. That's the, that's the verse it is. But in Latin, it says, me nuper miserum. Well, as for me, I recently was miserable. Okay. Tempta <laughs> lunai lux. It was uh, trying, the moon was trying to shine. In other words, it was like, you know, just coming up or in, in the wane stage. Moksaside batum. Uh, night was falling then. Huela fakti dux, and a girl was the leader of the thing. Uh, in other words, a girl started me going out here. Wecti subito in, niwis cumulos. I suddenly was carried into a pile of deep snow. The horse got scared, cabalus esperteritus. Et tunke wer sinos. And then we were upset. Actually, you know, I'm wrong. This is the verse that says, Miss Fanny Bright. This is the verse that says, uh, this is the verse that says... Uh, Ah, uh, yeah, a a year or two ago, I thought I'd take a ride. Thank you, Ninette. And soon, Miss Fanny Bright was seated by my side. The horse was lean and lang. Misfortune seemed his lot. He got into a distant bank, and then we got upset. Yeah, that's the one. It is. I'm sorry, it is that one. A drifted bank. Yeah. What did I say? I probably did. Okay. Anyway, it goes. Uh, it goes. May new per me set room. Temp ta wit lunai lux Nox sit de batum. Puella facti dukes wekti supito in. Ni we sku muhulos. Kabbala ses per where she knows. Teniat, teniat, tintin nabulum. Labemoring glockie posmulum courtum. Teniat, teniat, tintin nabulum. Labemoring glockie posmulum courtum. Now, I want to mention one other thing about this song, and that is they had to put a little Virgilian quotation in here. Do any of you remember what the quote Duke's fame in a foc tea means? It's a quote we learned. We were doing those Virgil quotes back a while. The woman is the leader. The woman, the woman does was the, the leader of the deed. Yeah, I remember talking about the Queen Dido. And a woman was the leader of the deed. And that's the phrase they used when Queen Elizabeth II, Queen Elizabeth I defeated the Spanish Armada. When the English defeated the Spanish Armada, they had that motto. They used that quote, Duke's fame and a facti. I mean, the woman was a leader of the deed. So that's a famous quote. And they, they snuck that in in this Christmas care. "Buella facti, Duke's. They kind of snuck that in. All right. Just for a minute or two, uh, thought I thought I'd review a little bit your government uh, with you. We don't have too much time. What's the highest Roman official in the Roman government? Consul. Consul. How many of them were elected every year? Two. 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 How old did you have to be to be a consul? 30.
0: 30.
1: No. <laughs> uh-huh. That's too young. 50. 45. Now 43, I had to be 43 <laughs> to be a counsel. Okay, what's the office in Rome that's like a judge? Uh, praetor? Yep, praetor or a praetor, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, what's the office that's a financial official? Hmm. Not questor, that's somebody that's else. It. Quester, that's oh. it, questor, that's it. Quester wow. or equester. Now, how old would you have to be to be a quester? Uh, hmm. I don't know. That's 30. That was 30. <laughs> and once you- Did became, you tell
0: us that? Did you tell us that? I think yes, I did. did.
1: Yeah, once I have be, my notes. Once you become a quester, what happens to you automatically as a result of becoming a quester? whether you liked it or not.
0: You got a retirement plan.
1: <laughs> that's pretty good. In a way, that's true. But no, you became a member of the Senate. As oh, soon as you became a quester, you became a member of the Senate. Okay. And that, what is that called? Quester, pre praetor, consul? What is that called? Those steps that a person had to go through. Because you could not be a consul before being a quester. you could not be a you could not be a praetor before being a quaestor. You had to do it in that order: quester, praetor, consul. What do we call mm. that? Mm. The courses honorum, the steps of offices, and you had to do them in that stage. Now, two other offices you could have. What did you call? Um, what did you call the guy that was for the common people? A plebe, well, you called him a plebe, but it, but his office had a special name, the Tribune oh. he was yeah. called a tribune. Okay. and tribune. what power did he have that was such a great power that a lot of patricians would try to get themselves adopted into a plebeian family so they could have this power veto so be, yes, veto they could they could Woo-hoo! stop any action <laughs> that took place, they could stop huh. any action that took huh. place. now, what do you call uh, What's the office who, what's the guy who's in charge of public places and in charge of public games and, you know, all that? no, no,
2: uh,
1: the, um, the, Ed.
2: Incher- e- how E-D-O-L.
1: do you say it? E- I did in Latin, it's idile. I guess, really, but in English, we used to call them idiles. and that's the office you wanted to get. It would cost you a lot of money, but if you gave good games, you'd be very popular. When you ran for your next office, people will be like two minutes. Remember. People will be likely to remember. Okay. Very good, guys. We had a good class today, I think. Next time we meet, we will have more Christmas carols. We will have more um, uh, those words from myths and we will do first and second declension adjectives, and we might do present tense of active verbs of review. A lot of this is review, so um, for for some of us anyway. Uh, Okay, and remember, we're not meeting next week, but we're meeting the week after, and I'll send you a note to remind you, and Carla, if I get my notes done for the next week, I'll send them out too.